0: All right. Wasn't that such an amazing time of just worshipping God? Yeah, that was so wonderful. Thank you, Nawaz, for leading us in that. And I am so excited about what I'm going to talk um, today. Okay, so forget this is a sermon. If I'm having a general conversation with you and I say, hey, what do you enjoy the most? I have PPT slides, which will come up. Okay. This is the question, what do you enjoy doing the most? What do you enjoy the most? What would you say? Relaxing, okay. (laughs) I'll tell you some of mine, okay? I love swimming in the beach, uh, swimming in the ocean. I don't know what it is, it has to be the ocean and I just love it, okay? I love having good food. This specific dish is called spaghetti bolognese. I love it, okay? I love having... um, conversation with two or three friends over a great great cup of coffee yeah i enjoy waking up to a view like this just a beautiful view yeah i just love it when my cat comes and sits on me <laughs> oops sorry sorry that's not me <laughs> all right so so we all understand this feeling right of loving enjoying something that is good yeah in the same context what if i were to say, tell you i love just laying down my life for Jesus. I love giving my tithes every month. How does that make you, like, you'd say that it's, it's something, you know, it's too religious, it's weird, it's fake. It would even seem like, what is she talking about? But why do you think that is? More importantly, do you think it is biblical that we enjoy God? Of course, we love God. Yeah, we obey God, we revere God, we, um, you know, um, honor Him, we worship Him, all of these things, but is it biblical to enjoy God? Do we need to enjoy God? Philippians 4.4 says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, okay? This is not just happiness, it is joy that is rooted in the Lord, Yeah, it is joy in the Lord. Psalm um, 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. How many singles have had this verse prophesied over them? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I have had like at least two times, like delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. I said, Amen. Yes, I will do that. Um, The great evangelist George Mueller says it like this. He says, The first great and primary business to which I ought to attend to each day, every day, is to have my soul happy in the Lord. Yeah, that, that means to enjoy God, to delight in Him, has to be our priority. Not only is it our priority, it actually helps us do everything else. He goes on to say, in the same you know, kind of quote, he says, the secret of all true effectual service is joy in God. Isn't that stunning? It, the, the secret, okay, here, here it is. If you want to know the secret of being effective in your Christian walk, It says, the secret to all effectual service is joy in the Lord. So how is it that we can have, um, you know, just love and enjoy God in a way that is authentic? Yeah? In a way that is powerful and in a way that is based on scripture. We are in a series on back to basics, okay? We are going through the tagline of Word of Grace. You must have heard it at least two or three times today. Colin already made reference to that earlier during worship. But our tagline is, enjoying God, making friends, changing lives, okay? And today, I have entitled my message, Enjoying God, Finding True Joy in Jesus. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, it is such a delight to just be in your presence I pray that we would walk even closer to that call of enjoying you, of rejoicing in you. I pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to receive what you're about to impart into us, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that this would actually start a deeper walk with you. I pray that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be with us right now. I pray, amen. Amen. So last week, Nawaz has spoken to us, given us an overview, well, week before last, an overview of this series, okay? And she spoke about the overwhelming, never-ending, amazing love of God Yeah, we are established now in the truth, the fact that God loves us, okay? Unconditionally, God loves us, and he calls us into a relationship with him, okay? If you have said, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ for my salvation, guess what? You have a relationship with God. But for any functional relationship, you need reciprocity, yeah? What is the difference between a friend and a stalker? A stalker might know everything about you, okay? this it might, might even know more than what your friends know about you, yeah? The stalker might love you, yeah? But you don't love them back, yeah? It's, it's unrequited love, okay? Nothing as painful as that. And God invites us into this relationship wanting us to love him back. And that is the true joy in finding Jesus, in walking with Jesus. And so we decide... Yes, God, you loved us so well, so we're going to respond and say, we will love you too. John Piper says, sorry, that's what he says. Okay, John Piper says, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Yeah, you see that reciprocity there. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied, delighted, enjoying His presence. And Jesus says that the entire law, whatever you want to do for God, the entire law is summarized in this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, which is making friends. Okay, we'll we'll talk about that eventually. But how do you love God? Yeah, love is a choice, right? You, you choose to love somebody or you don't choose to love somebody. Yeah, love is a choice. And often we can think of loving God in like it is a choice between the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, you guys remember that in the Garden of Eden, in the center of the garden, there were two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A lot of times we can approach loving God like that. I need to choose the tree of life, the tree of life. But in fact, God said, what can you eat from the garden? He said you can pick and eat from any tree in the garden. So really the choice is between the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and every other tree in the garden. You can eat of the fruit and enjoy every other tree in the garden, right? Yeah, tree of life is great. Yeah, uh, there's got a lot of symbolic reference and all of that, but really... We have, loving God is more multifaceted than what we think it is. It's not just coming to church on a Sunday morning, lifting up your hands and worshiping. Even though that is amazing, that is an essential part of loving God, that's not all, Colin spoke about this. You know, you can love God while washing dishes at home. And so we're gonna talk about this multifaceted ways of loving God today, yeah? So are you guys ready to learn how to love God better? This morning, yeah, okay. Have have how many of you have heard of the five love languages? Yeah, yeah. Can you name them? Gifts, <laughs> Gifts. touch, touch. Words. words of affirmation, <laughs> quality time. Yes, and service. acts of service. Absolutely. Okay. We have these five different love languages, and most of us love in one or the other, uh, you know, dominant way. So I love acts of service. Andrew loves touch okay so we have we have to learn to give love in the way that they know how to receive it right so we do all of that uh, but God is perfect and he receives love in all all of these ways okay all the love languages are God's primary love language so uh, okay sorry I just uh, totally forgot about this okay I want to use an analogy and I hope I don't mess it up. So all the technical guys here, you can correct me. But I want us to think of these love languages or the ways that we can love God as these, you know, 1G to 5G. How many of you remember So, Andrew keeps correcting me, there is no such thing as 1G, it's called as Edge. Okay, so now I don't want to get into all that, but for the purpose of this example, I'm going to call it 1G. So, 1G is analog technology, okay? Beep, 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 boop, and you call. Okay, that's analog technology. Then we had 2G, which was digital technology. I remember when my dad got the flip phone first and it would go. Moto, <laughs> something like that, yeah, so we had 2G, then we have 3G, where not only can you make calls and send messages, you can now also send photographs that are not half bad, yeah, and then what's even shocking is that you can watch maybe half a video while it buffers, okay, for eternity, <laughs> and then most of us now have something called 4G, and then the next Level is 5G, okay? So all of us learn, uh, you know, from our childhood how to love and receive love in some ways. But if we are to love the almighty God who is perfect, okay, who loves perfectly and receives love perfectly, then we've got to grow in what I'm going to call loving God in 5G, okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, do you have 5G? Yeah? Okay, so... Okay, so we're gonna learn how to love God in 5G, okay? So these are five G's that we're gonna go through, okay? The first G is gather, okay? Gathering to his presence. The second G is grow, we grow in intimacy with him. Third G is give, okay? That's self-explanatory. The fourth G is glow, okay? Whew, okay, glow, and then the fifth G is glorify. Okay, so I'm gonna go through each one of these G's, and uh, what I want you to do through this process is identify okay, which one of these can I grow in? Okay, I'm pretty good at gathering to his presence. I love his presence. Every chance I get, I'm just running to be with him. Uh, But you're saying, uh, I struggle with. glowing, okay? Maybe like acts of service. Or I struggle with coming up there and testifying about His goodness. I struggle with this or that. So let's see, how can we grow in loving God and enjoying Him? Okay, so the first thing is gather, okay? Gathering to His presence. Now, how many of you have noticed that every single time we meet at Word of Grace, we start with worship, Okay, it doesn't matter what kind of a meeting it is, whether it's a gym meeting or a men's prayer or living room is a whole hour of worship, our Sunday mornings, every time we gather, we worship. Why is that? Imagine you and your friend are having you know, coffee in one place, and both of your mutual best friend walks into the coffee room, coffee house. Okay, how would it be if you just ignored them and continued with your conversations? It would be odd. Now, add on to that, what if this best friend is also the king of the universe? Wow. Okay, so what we say is, Jesus says in Matthew, um, let me not misquote, okay, Matthew 18, 20. okay. For where two or three are gathered, there I am in their midst. Okay? This is a core value for us at Word of Grace, that every time we gather together, we acknowledge Jesus is with us, yeah, and we worship him. That's the rightful response to the presence of the Almighty Lord. And so whenever we gather, our first priority is, hey, Jesus is here. Before we welcome one another, fellowship, whatever else, we're going to turn our eyes towards Jesus. Because if he is not there, then what are we all gathering for it doesn't make sense why i would know you know sundar or why i would know patricia it, it, jesus brings us all together okay so we gather around his presence we are called as a people of his presence so we ought to gather to him in every every chance we get in fact the greek word for worship is called is proskuneo okay proskuneo means to kiss the hand or to kneel in reverence and awe. So there is a definite physical element. Whenever we meet and we offer acceptable worship to the Lord, there is a physical manifestation that happens, okay? Jesus comes and takes up room. This happens even in, I mean, we've seen it in the Old Testament as well. You'd see in 1 Kings 8, 10 to 11, where um, Solomon had finished building the temple, and uh, the priests had offered a sacrifice to God, and they came out. And it says, And when the priests came out of the holy place, a cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house. Wow. We want that, okay? We want the glory of the Lord to fill the house whenever we gather together. Yeah, because that's why I feel this gathering together is like the physical, um, the love language of touch, okay, because when we gather together to one another and to Jesus, he comes and he physically manifests himself. A few months ago, we had living room, and I felt God saying, you know, ask for a fresh outpouring, and so we had taken this song for the first time called as Fresh Wind, and that was a very stale, like there was no actual wind like physical wind at all that day but we started playing this song my windows doors everything were open and there was no wind there was nothing and we started singing the song and saying god give us a fresh wind we need a fresh wind of your spirit and suddenly there was like a gush of wind that came and it it kind of like freshened up the whole house you know and God manifests himself physically, okay? And we want that. We want to experience his presence. But if you're saying, hey, I've been coming for so many days, so many weeks, so many years, but I've not had that experience, I want you to just do one thing. Just keep coming, okay? Don't give up on meeting together. This is to honor God, it is to glorify him that we gather together and worship him, okay? So what do you do when you're not able to feel anything? Turn to your neighbor and tell them, just keep coming. Yeah? Just keep coming. Yeah? Even if it's the first time that you've come, you're feeling awkward, you know, you don't really know anybody yet, just keep coming. Don't give up. All right? So, take all the opportunities. You know about the living room, the gym meetings. Take every opportunity to gather and worship Him. Second G is to grow. Okay? We are... um, we are living beings, yeah? Every living thing grows, okay? So we need to grow in knowing and in loving Jesus. How does this happen? I think the, the growing in intimacy with Jesus is a lot like the love language of quality time, okay? You spend quality time, you, you know about one another deeply, okay? You, you spend time with one another. Um, Psalm 111, 2 says, Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Okay, there is that delight, the enjoyment. Andrew and I, every January 1st, we do one thing. We go on U-Version and we sign up for a 365 day, you know, going through the Bible thing. And what happens is, we will be very diligent in doing it for the first couple of months. And then what I discovered is you can actually play it. You don't, actually, you don't have to read the whole thing, right? The devotional and the Bible verses and passages and all. So I play it, okay, on audio. And I, I'm an audio learner. So I was like, this, this works for me. And I realized the first day I would be sitting and listening to it. My journal is not open. I'm just listening, soaking it in. Second day, I am lying down a little bit and listening. And the third day... I am totally on a different app altogether while this is going on in the background, okay? Now this is not ideal, okay? Do not do this. This is a cautionary tale. (laughs) But what I would recommend instead is that you take a physical Bible, okay? These are like extinct nowadays, but there, Colin has one. Okay. (laughs) Get a physical Bible because it doesn't have Instagram right next to it, okay? so get a physical Bible, open it up, okay, and stay on the, you know, words and what God wants to speak through that to you that day. Another thing that I also would do, and these are all like examples of what not to do, okay, when I'm going through something difficult, I would say, okay, God, you're going to give me an answer for this situation, and I would just sit, and I will skim through the entire passage saying, where is my answer, okay, it's like, Finding the right answer. And I would just skim through the whole thing. But, the, but a good question to ask ourselves is why are you spending the quiet time? Is it just to check off on your list? Say, okay, I spent today, I spent a devotional time. And Uversion really helps us to do that because they give you those streaks and stuff. I mean, once I got to 200 day streak and I was so excited. <laughs> but it's not about a tick mark on your to do list. Okay, why do you meet with God? A relationship with Jesus cannot be built on ritual. You can have, say, in our family, the ritual is every night we're going to have dinner on the family table. But that's all you do. You come and you sit at a table and you eat dinner in silence. Does that help your relationship? Or worse, you have arguments over the table and non not helpful conversations. Does that help the relationship? It doesn't. So really, the relationship is... What constitutes that ritual? Say, yeah, every day I wake up at 6 o'clock and I spend half an hour studying the Word of God. But what are you doing in that? Why are you spending that half an hour with your Bible? Are you, did you get to know something new about God? Okay, Colin gave us these great techniques of, you know, soap and speck and all of those. those are the, that is the structure. And through that structure, we can probe the question and say, God, tell me something more about you. John 15, 15. Um, how do you move from being a servant of God to a friend of God? Yeah, John fifteen fifteen says, "No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you." Imagine if your devotional time would be you asking Jesus, God, tell me what you heard from the Father. What is on the Father's heart today? I want to know you more. Can you tell me what's going on in, you know, on your heart? Or from this passage, what can I know about our Jesus? And as a result of knowing God that way, we also end up finding out something about ourselves. Yeah, and that is awesome. Sometimes he gives us these amazing promises in that devotional time, and that is precious. And that is how we grow in our intimacy. We get to know Him more. We don't approach our devotional time or, you know, whatever it is, whatever time you spend with God as just a to-do list. But we probe and we say, God, I want to know you more. How can I know you more? Can you, can, you say the, can you tell me, you know, teach me about the cross? Can you teach me about the temple? If you're reading the Old Testament thing. Can you teach me something about yourself? And that can really help us. Imagine if you're having a conversation with somebody, that would be the natural thing, right? I would find out something about you, you will find out something about me, and there is a relationship that is formed. So that is what we want to do with with our time of intimacy with Jesus. Now remember, if you do not have a private time of devotion with God, the, you, you'll be missing out because if your only time of being intimate with God is in public worship, you're missing out because our public worship is just like a spillover of our private walk and devotion with God, yeah? So that is our second G. Third G is give. How many of you love Gifts. My hand is all the way up. (laughs) Yeah, I love receiving gifts, especially if I can have a say in what that gift will be. So (laughs) I I love receiving gifts. But Matthew 6.21 says, oh, sorry, can I go back? Yeah, okay. Matthew 6.21 says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this because every Sunday we have somebody who comes and just opens up, you know, the the whole idea of what it means to give to God. Yeah, so then Hazel do such a wonderful job today. So I won't spend a whole lot of time in this, but this is a good checkpoint. You say, yeah, I'm coming every Sunday. I go to every meeting and everything. I gather and I, I spend time in, in my private devotional every single day. But somehow, my heart just doesn't seem to be in the things of God. And you saying, what's happening? This is a good checkpoint. I, am I giving? Am I giving regularly? Am I giving faithfully? Am I giving sacrificially? Am I giving cheerfully? Okay, all of these adjectives that I mentioned in the Bible is just a checkpoint to see, hey, Somehow, my physical act of giving has an impact on the posture and the attitude of my heart. Okay, Colin has given us so many illustrations over the years about how your heart just goes, somehow is attached to whatever, wherever your treasure is. Okay, so where is your treasure? So that is a great you know, checkpoint for us to see, hey, am I giving? If you're not giving, start giving. If you are giving, give more. Give sacrificially. Give everywhere. The church is the primary place that we give because it's commanded in Scripture, but we can also give outside. Overall, we want to be generous people, okay? That is in all things that we do. It's not just in money. We can give our, um, you know, strength. We can give our time. We have all of these things that we can give. We want to be generous people. And even Jesus, even God, so loved the world that he gave. Okay, so this is a way that we show love to God and we enjoy him. The next is my favorite. Glow, okay? So I'm getting this analogy from Matthew 5, 14 to 16, where it says, you are the light of the world. Jesus came and he said, hey, I am the light of the world. And then he said, tag, tag you it, okay? You are the light of the world, okay? You are the light of the world. And it goes on to say, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, It gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. Turn to your neighbor and say, good works. Yeah? That they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. This is like the love language of acts of service. Yeah? This is, you know, in in John um, 14, 15, it says, If you love me, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. What is that? If you love me, do this. Jesus did this with Peter as well. Uh, when, When Jesus asked Peter, hey, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, I love you. And what does he say? Does he say pray two times a day? Does he say give this much? No, he says, feed my sheep. Take care of my sheep. Okay, so it's very powerful. It's a powerful tool in our hands to love and to enjoy God is to obey His commandments. Now, what are these good works? Ephesians 2.10 tells us that. For we, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. This is the new creation. Okay, we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. We are not um, born again through or by good works, but we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. Okay, so you can never work your way into salvation. You only enter in through the one door, Jesus Christ. But once you enter that door, what do you do? You have these good works that God has prepared beforehand for you to walk in. Yeah? Now, if we are a lamp, okay, we are a lamp. Your your acts of service are you glowing. It's the burning. Okay, for you to glow, you need to burn. And then it says, don't put it under a basket, but put it on a lampstand. Now, what is this stand? Now, here is an easy way to know what your stand is. Look down. Okay, this is your lampstand. Wherever you are standing is your lampstand, your home your job, your community, okay, the church, these are your lampstands for you to glow in, okay? You're supposed to glow in this. Actu- you know, we can get very caught up with, God, what is my calling? But actually, we are all surrounded by good works. All of us are surrounded by good works that God wants us to do. Matthew 25, 40. I don't know if I have it. Yeah, I do. Okay, Matthew 25, 40 says, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. You're saying, oh God, I want to serve you. I want to honor you. I want to work for you. How do I serve you, God? And God says, serve the person standing next to you. Serve the people in your home. Yeah? Um... It is on the path of, of loving God and of serving and laying down our life that we stumble into our calling, okay? We literally stumble into our calling. It's not like, oh, I'm, I'm born again. I know I'm going to do this. Let me give you an example. When I first came to Word of Grace, um, I met Colin on the first Sunday. I said, what time do you guys meet? And Colin said, we meet at 10, 15, uh, 10 o'clock, 10.15, 10, something like that. Um, we, the, the, no, sorry. He said, the meeting starts at 10.15, but setup is at 8 15. Okay. I remember that categorically. The first time I ever asked him. So when is the service, Colin? He says the service starts at 1015, but the setup is at 815. So I said, yes, I am gonna come for the service. Okay, uh, sorry, for, for the setup. So I started coming at 8.15 in the morning, every Sunday morning. I'd be here. The first two tasks that were entrusted to me were washing the dishes in which we eat our chips after the service. We've not had the opportunity to eat our chips today. Today we're going to do that. (laughs) But I would clean that. And the second thing that that I would do is um, clean the chairs. Now, if you think that the chairs today are dirty, you have no idea 10 years ago how filthy they used to be every Sunday morning. I would be like, what is that yellow stain? I don't want to know. I just want to clean it. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to know what that is. And so it was a lot of um, you know, um, cleaning that was required. So I would be like, okay, one hand I would have a soapy um, you know, washcloth or something, and one hand... Uh, dry cloth. And I would go, wax on, wax off, (laughs) wax on, wax off on all of these chairs. But I remember very clearly thinking as I was doing that, as you know, about 60 to 100 chairs, you just keep doing, you know, wax on, wax off. And um, I felt the overwhelming presence of God and this realization that I was making a space, making a place for the saints of God to come and worship Him okay? So I, I was overcome with that feeling. Every time I would be like, okay, okay, quickly wash the dishes. I don't care. The chairs. This is my jam. Like, I, I keep doing that one after another, and I'm like, I am preparing a place for the saints of God to come and offer acceptable worship to Him. He's going to be pleased because of that. That is your laying down your life. And after that, I was kind of given the holy opportunity to wind wires okay it's uh, really I mean you need to be trained and it is it is an opportunity and through that I quite literally stumbled into a part of my calling which is to make place for people saints of God to come and worship him yeah that remains till date a part of my calling that I take seriously so how do you discover what is my calling it is through serving and laying down your life. And remember, no matter how large a call it is, no matter how big a platform it is, it is always a call of God, is always a call to lay down your life again, to serve again, okay? You're promoted to the next level, lay down your life again, serve again. You're promoted to the next level, lay down your life again, serve again, yeah? So that is our DNA, okay? That is the DNA of Word of Grace Church, and that's why Colin was so emphatically saying, hey, we are a family, guys. Yeah, all of this doesn't happen if you look around yourself now and say, oh, they must have a pretty large serving team. We don't. We don't, <laughs> okay? So we need people to just come forward and say, I want to serve God. And we'll figure out where you fit and what's, I mean, what's, what's good for you, where, where you will shine. But at the end of the day, we want you to glow. So practically, how can you serve? Firstly, serve at home. I cannot emphasize this enough because when we think ministry, immediately we think church, community, world, okay? And we forget family. How about starting with asking your husband or asking your wife, hey, darling, how can I serve you? How can I lay down my life for you? Yeah? Maybe your parents (laughs) or um, how can you serve your children? How can you really serve your children and not give in to whatever they need in the moment? Yeah, how can you really, um, and and ask this question. If If you seriously ask this question of each other, be ready to get some answers, okay? They might say, it'd be great if you just picked up your cup of tea after you have it. You know, something like that. And just do it. It's an easy win. Just do it. You know, Colin was asked, Colin, can you just do the dishes? And he said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he did it without being asked. Okay, great. <laughs> See, that is laying down your life. Lay down your life at home. Start glowing at home because there is no, you know, greater, more stunning representation of Christ in the church as when a husband and wife lay down their lives for one another in love and respect and honor. Yeah? So, we want to do that. So start at home. Um, serve at church. You know, We have all of these opportunities. Give yourself to it. Serve well at work. Yeah? Wait, I- I'm going to promise that your appraisals are going to come up so much faster if you're there at your workplace to benefit the company rather than to benefit yourself. That is a given because they're looking for people who will actually help the company. So when you do that, you're, you're, you're serving the company well. Okay. Uh, get to know and love your neighbors, okay? There are so many opportunities in which we can glow. Remember that all your good works are all around you, okay? Look around you. Whom can I be of service to today? And finally, I want to talk about glorify. This is like the love language of words of affirmation, yeah? Proverbs 3, 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. This is another core value for us at Word of Grace. We want to honor God with the testimonies that we um, share about His goodness, His grace, His never-ending love. So, um, we love God through the stories that we tell each other, yeah? That is one of our ways to express love to God. In uh, Joshua, once the entire Israelite army and the nation of Israel crossed the river Jordan, God told them this, collect 12 stones representing 12 tribes and make a memorial, stack them up in one place and make a memorial. So this is the reason why Joshua says, When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever." We love God through the stories of His goodness and His great great grace of His love and compassion towards us that we tell to one another, okay? That we will, that is the heritage that we are going to pass on to our children, yeah? God, I was in this difficult situation and God came through for me. If not for God, I would not be alive. If not for God, I would not have made it through this season of my life. Okay, these are testimonies that have to be shared to glorify God. And that is one of the ways that we acknowledge Him in all our life, in all our ways. Yeah? So what can you practically do? Take every opportunity, okay, Sunday meetings, gym meetings, living room, wherever we meet together, take the opportunity and share the stories of his goodness, of his love, of his compassion, yeah? This honors him, it glorifies him, and it expresses our love for him. So these are the five G's, yeah? We gather together, and we gather to his presence. We grow in intimacy with him. We give We give regularly and faithfully. We glow, yeah, shine bright like a diamond, and we glorify Him, okay? We've gone through all of this. I want us to stand to our feet and just ponder in your hearts this question. God, how can I love you better, yeah? Let's just take a second to ponder that in our hearts. God, I think I'm doing okay here, but this area, mm, I struggle in I think I'm great at laying down my life and acts of service but I'm not so good with the giving or I'm not so good I'm, I'm shy I don't like to testify in front of people but I want to grow in that there are umpteen opportunities for us to love God every single day for us to fulfill our calling the only way we can do that is to first and foremost love him well and enjoy him yeah And the world is broken. The world is broken, but Jesus is so attractive. And when we love God well, we're going to attract others to him. Yeah? I want us to stretch out our hands and ask for the Holy Spirit to come and minister to us right now. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Just take this as a a moment with you and God. God, we know that our purpose flows from our position, and our position is to be lovers of God. We want to be lovers of God who enjoy you. Jesus, would you impart in each one of these beloved ones your spirit that teaches us to walk in the ways of the Spirit, to walk in the good works that God has prepared for us, give and be a generous people to lay down our lives for one another that our whole life would be a testimony of your goodness father we just want to say that we love you we love you Lord and we want to love you even more we want to grow in loving you more deeply Help us, Holy Spirit. We love you. We love you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys.